Hello, this is Grandma Glenda Taylor, and this is the second podcast made especially for Grandma Glenda's kids of any age. As I said previously, this year, 2020, during the COVID virus pandemic, I've been thinking about all of you even more than usual. I know in this pandemic, you're more restricted in what you can do. You've probably been feeling isolated or certainly kept away from your usual life, from school probably, from friends, away from everything. I'm sure it feels. When will it end? You don't like it. I know that. Well, here's something else. I want you to think about that. We talked last time about superheroes and superheroines with their superpowers And we started to talk about how those heroes and heroines got their superpowers in the first place. Because as I said, believe it or not, you can be in the process of getting some superpowers right now during this pandemic, even because of this pandemic. How is that? Remember, most superheroes and superheroines started out as ordinary kids just like you. Then something happened that shook things up, turned things around and upside down and disrupted their lives. And what they did next is how they got their special powers. There are many stories about other pandemics and plagues, of course, and about other things that young people have had to endure, their losses and struggles that somehow in the end made some of the people into heroes and heroines. All over the world, throughout all time, way back to the beginning, we have these stories in fairy tales and myths and in real people's lives. Old, old stories and stories about people living now and about famous people like, oh, Einstein and Isaac Newton and on and on. Many, many stories about heroes and heroines who survive Troubling times and pandemics and trials, and and they gain, yes, superpowers. So here's another story to give you an example. You know how I love to tell stories. So again, just imagine you're sitting in a circle with me and in your family and friends by the campfire or in the medicine lodge. Get comfortable and settle down and listen. There was once, long, long ago, an actual person who was a real princess who lived in a faraway land. Her name was Berta. She was said to be, of course, the most beautiful princess in all the world, and she was kind and good, and everyone loved her. Her parents, the king and queen, had taught her well to be noble and gentle, and trained her to be a queen when she grew up. A queen, you know, is different from a princess. A queen is someone who is responsible for and cares for the whole land and all its people. She has an important and serious job to do, a queen does. A princess isn't yet a queen. She's just <laughs> she's just a kid with lots of special privileges and benefits. 
someone who's taken care of rather than having to take care of others. And so when I say that Berta was trained by her parents to be a queen, well, you know what I mean. It's like when your parents say, when you grow up, this and that, but for now you just have to study or mind your parents or whatever. Well, Berta did grow up. And because she was so well regarded, the young king of France wanted her to come and be his queen. This was arranged, and Berta was escorted by knights and ministers. They traveled a long, long way to France, and there was a glorious wedding, and all the people of France agreed that Berta was noble and debonair, which means she was just great, and people said that she'd make a fine queen. But then, the very next day after the wedding, a lot of bad things suddenly happened unexpectedly. Berta and the king were tricked, and without the king's knowledge that it was going to happen, Berta was captured, she was unfairly tied up and and gagged and carried off and left to die out in the wilderness in a wild place far away from the palace, far away from anything or anyone. Now see how, how that's the same thing over and over in these stories like last time? The person who's going to get to be a hero or heroine first gets isolated away from their expected and deserved life. See how that's happening again? Well, anyway, you can imagine how scared Berta was, isolated there in the wilderness, in a deep, dark forest. She wandered around alone, eating berries and wild plants and searching for someone who would help her get back to her old life. She cried a lot, I'm sure. I would. Probably you would, too. <laughs> there alone in secret in the dark of night with sounds of owls or coyotes or maybe bears out there somewhere. Days went by. Berta was hungry and scared and sad and, and depressed and, and lonely for sure. Being pulled away from your normal life unfairly with no fault of your own, no fault of her parents. This bad thing just happens. Sort of like a pandemic, don't you know? But Berta didn't just lie down and give up. She had been taught to be brave, and she remembered all she'd been taught about when she got to be a queen, she would have to take responsibility for herself, not just depend on others to take care of her. So she tried to figure out how she might get back to her parents or back to France if she could do that safely. Remember, she'd been tricked by someone in the palace, so she wasn't sure if it would be safe to go back to the life in France yet, even if she knew how. Some of us want to go back to our old lives with our friends and school and everything, and yet something says, it may not be safe yet. Be careful. So, Berta, after a lot of very challenging days and nights, I can tell you, she finally decided that it was possible she might never get back to her old life that she would have to figure out for herself how to stay alive. 
right where she was and with how things were now. She sank down to her knees on the cool, mossy ground, and after crying one more time, she wiped her eyes, and since there were no humans to hear, she said to herself and to everything around her, to all the trees and animals that she had seen and the, and the wind and the weather and well, she said to whatever God there may be, she said that even though she didn't understand why any of this had happened to her, she didn't know why it had happened. But she was sure that she did want to live, and if it meant that she would have to live very simply the rest of her life, not having the grand palace and all the servants and special things she was used to as a princess, if she could just live, she would be willing to be modest and, and not make big demands like a spoiled princess might do, or even a queen in ordinary circumstances might be expected to do. And since bad things had happened to her as a new queen, she said to herself, she would not even dare tell anyone she was really a queen. She would just be herself as she was right now alone, young, fragile, ragged, but determined and humble. And she promised that she would try to be strong and that she would try to remember how she felt right now and always be kind and good to everything around her, the animals that she had seen in the forest and the plants that were, were feeding her with berries and roots and and she said she would, she would try to be kind and consider the safety of every other human person she met who might, like her, be troubled or lonely. That is, if any human person ever showed up. Which, don't you know, eventually they did. A woodsman there in the forest found her and took her home to his wife and to their little cottage. The woodsman and his wife were astonished to find her alone there in the woods, and, and they questioned her when they saw how well-behaved she was. But she wouldn't tell them who she was. She made up a, a new name, and, and she told them that she had just gotten lost in the forest. And they treated her kindly, and they said she could live with them, never knowing because she didn't tell them that she was really a queen. But even though she kept her nobility a secret from the woodsman and his wife, she never forgot who she really was, who her parents were, or that in truth she was in reality high-born, a queen, a person of importance to herself and to the world. She never forgot that. So there in the forest, Berta stayed isolated. She didn't complain. She worked hard, as the woodsman and his wife did, just to stay alive. And she learned a lot of new skills from them, new ways of getting things done in these new circumstances. She learned a lot about the woods and the animals and the trees and the weather and so on. And she learned to depend on herself for her own happiness and to do what she could to help the woodsman and his wife to survive and be happy themselves in the remote forest. 
In other words, difficult as it all was, she grew some new superpowers of her own. What do you think those were? Can you name some? Maybe you can talk that over with your parents or your friends or or think about it when you turn out the lights tonight and go to bed lying there in the dark <laughs> before you go to sleep. The story of Berta goes on, of course, and and eventually the king discovers Berta there in the forest, much to his amazement. And after some convincing, you can imagine, right? Why should she trust him? He persuades her to come back, to be queen of all of France again. He tells her that she will be safe this time, and she will be welcome back out in the world. And so she did go with him. And in fact, here's the thing. She lived to be a great queen, and she and the king had a son named Charlemagne, one of the most famous kings and most powerful people of all time in the history of the world. And they also had a daughter that they named Pleasure. Let's think for a minute about one of the things Berta did. I said she spoke to the trees. <laughs> Those of you who know me and have been to Earth Springs know how I love the trees. I've lived around trees all my life. I talk to them too. I've learned a lot from trees and from watching how they live or die or survive in hard times. Berta probably learned that too. I've watched trees that are young like you are young. Trees that get affected by hard times like a drought when there's little rain for several years and, and you know, trees depend upon the rain and the water. Some trees don't make it. They die out from the drought. But others, you know what they do? They manage to reach their roots way, way down, deeper and deeper into the ground. Wider and wider out they send out their roots, searching for water deep in the ground where it will sustain them. They don't trouble so much about all their fancy leaves during that time. Sometimes they even drop all their leaves. I've seen them do that. No, they spend their energy growing those deep roots, those wide-spreading roots that spread out over time and help hold them up when the surface ground gets all dry and soft. And some trees with shallow roots just fall over. But the deeply rooted trees, they find enough underground water to live by in good years and bad. And in time, they grow a thick, solid tree trunk. <laughs> Sometimes it's so big and solid and strong that... You can hardly get your arms around it. And sometimes after years, when the drought is over, the rains come back and nourish the tree, and the beautiful leaves come back too. And then, when one day storms do come, <laughs> the opposite does come, the winds blow. Those trees now with those deep roots, they can better stand up to the wind and any storms and not fall over because of what they've done in other hard times. So you see in all the myths and stories that are very old and stories from every time and place, we hear about people during hard times, times that seem unfair, times that take away what was given before. 
when they learn to put roots down deep, to draw on resources that they themselves have to find in themselves and in their new circumstances. And they grow strong. They use the time of a drought or a pandemic or whatever comes when they're isolated and troubled and sad or lonely, scared maybe. They use that time to grow their own roots deep inside themselves and they discover their own special gifts and they become heroic in doing so because they now have gifts they can share with the world. People can look at them and know this is a special person. They have grown through some hard times. Berta, a real person, has been famous in Europe and around the world for around 1,800 years, a very long time. So her superpowers were lasting and important. Some of the famous folk tales and fairy tales that you are familiar with are based on her story. Can you think of which ones? I've even written a book about her that is to be published this year, a book for grown-ups to use to think about their own grown-up superpowers and how the story of Berta may have some things to teach them as well. So I think that's enough for this week from Grandma Glenda. I hope you're enjoying these stories, and I hope you too are being brave and patient and learning all the lessons that this time of being isolated is bringing into your life. I know you too will be stronger and wiser for it, better prepared to have a bigger and better life when the pandemic is over than you might have had otherwise. I'll be back in another podcast in a week or so with another story for you. In the meantime, you can know that as always, I hold you in my heart and in my prayers. This has been a special edition of the One and All Wisdom podcast. Visit us on the oneandallwisdom.com website where you'll find all sorts of other things you might enjoy. This is Grandma Glenda Taylor. Until next time, I love you. 